Is someone lying about Sauron on Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power? Welcome back, you hobbit heads, to our weekly breakdown of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Episode 6, titled Udun, gave us some major Helm's Deep meets 13 Assassins vibes and a seriously explosive ending. But most importantly for our purposes, it gave us even more clues on the hunt for the ever-elusive Secret Sauron. If you heard of him, lad, if you heard of Sauron... We've got some more theories, and we're going to break them all down for you in just a moment. But to do so, we have to spoil what happens in the latest episode of Rings of Power. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're worried about that sort of thing, leave now while you still can. Get out! Okay, let's get into it, shall we? For those well-versed in Tolkien lore, the episode title itself is something of a giveaway about what's coming our way in the weeks ahead. Udun is the Sindarin or Elvish language name for Underworld or Hell but it was also the name of the Dark Lord Morgoth's original evil lair back before the First Age. Now, you may remember as well that Gandalf calls the Balrog Flame of Udun in Fellowship of the Rings. This is in reference to where Morgoth first created the Balrogs. Flame of Udun! As we see over the course of this episode, Adar managed to hoodwink the Southlanders and the Numenorians alike. He sent Waldrig to initiate the blood ritual with Sauron's Black Blade to terraform the Southlands into what will eventually become Mordor. In effect, they're creating a new version of Udun on Middle-earth, following the map left behind by Morgoth leading his successor to forge a new hell on Earth. And while Adar went from Orc Daddy to Goth Sadi this episode, the Dark Elf revealed some crucial information about Sauron himself. Now, unless Sauron's filled with self-loathing and is in dire need of therapy, we can now safely say that Adar is not Sauron in any way, shape, or form. You are Sauron, are you not? Rather, this twisted elf is yet another contender, vying to fill the power vacuum left behind by Morgoth's defeat in the War of Wrath. Galadriel refers to Adar as one of the Moriandor, one of the elves taken by Morgoth and corrupted into a new and ruined form of life that became the Orcs. We prefer Orcs. Moriandor roughly translates to Sons of the Dark, or more accurately, perhaps, Sons of the Dark Lands, given the door suffix in there. With their connections to Morgoth and more being right in their name, Moriandor, they'll likely wind up calling this new version of Udun Mordor in honor of their evil lineage. And while we know that Adar won't turn into that living Clear Eyes commercial most associated with Mordor, he does take things a step further by claiming that he's killed Sauron. I killed Sauron. I do not believe you. When Galadriel asks Adar where his master Sauron is, he reveals that not only was Sauron trying to unite Middle-earth by creating what sounds an awful lot like the Rings of Power, but he killed a lot of orcs to do so. And I do mean a lot. Enough so that he got murder in his mind. It's important to remember, Sauron is the one who forged that black blade that was used to initiate the Mordor Protocol at that conveniently placed evil keystone. The symbol for where Morgoth's minions were supposed to assemble is both on the blade itself, and it was on Sauron's blacksmithing anvil at his fortress in the Faradwaith. Now, the forge is clearly important, given that we saw it both in episode one and again during this episode, when Adar mentioned Sauron trying to craft a power of the unseen world. Tired of sacrificing his children for Sauron's experiments, Adar claims to have killed Sauron by splitting him open. And it is very possible that's what it looked like from Adar's perspective. We know that Sauron isn't immortal. He can even lose a few fingers if he's not careful. But as one of the Maya, one of the powerful beings originally created to aid the godlike Valar, Sauron is a fair sight harder to kill than your average Uruk. It sounds a lot like another Maya we could name. I've been sent back. 
So if Sauron isn't as dead as Adar would have us believe, and Adar isn't Sauron himself, then who is? Well, while I am still deeply on the King of the Dead bandwagon when it comes to Halbrand, there was more fodder for the Halbrand is secret Sauron fire on this week's episode. After thoroughly embarrassing Adar's horse, Halbrand has a very heated altercation with the now unhorsed Uruk. With murder in his eyes, Halbrand asks Adar if he remembers him. He tells Galadriel, you don't know what he did. And Adar genuinely does not seem to recognize Halbrand at all, but Halbrand knows exactly who Adar is. Now, this could be Occam's Razor or Tolkien's Narsil, and Halbrand could just be a fallen king of men who lost his family at the hands of Adar and his orcs. And if so, it's completely understandable why he'd be rightly furious with Adar in this moment. But remember what we know about Sauron from the lore. He's a shapeshifter, someone capable of assuming different forms and charming those around him. If Halbrand is Sauron, he could have assumed a new form while healing from the wounds that Adar dealt him when the Dark Elf split him open after conducting one too many orc experiments. And besides, Adar has his own designs on these lands. It makes sense that he tried to eliminate the competition. But Adar probably didn't realize that said competition could come back with a sick new makeover, looking to put meat back on the menu, boys. You remember me? After much arm-twisting, Halbrand reluctantly returns to Middle-earth and claims to be the King of the Southlands. If not taken at face value that he's an actual King of Men, Halbrand could be asserting that he is the King of these lands in a fashion, namely the fashion we see them in by the episode's end, covered in darkness. If Halbrand is Sauron, he sure picked a convenient time to arrive and reassert his dominance as the heir to Morgoth's throne. Now, another fun detail is that Halbrand's armor is absolutely covered in rings. Just like our logic, this dude clearly has a passion for all things circular. And that unseen power that Sauron was trying to forge to craft a power over flesh is likely the eponymous rings of power. But more specifically, the unseen world that he references could be the realm of wraiths and spirits that users of the one ring can access when they put that on. Now, that is most likely the shadow of dark knowledge that he was missing, but it could also be related to the secrets of Mithril. We learned last week that Mithril contains the light of goodness and the shadow of darkness, after a legendary elf warrior and a Balrog had a disagreement over a tree during a thunderstorm, which, I know, simplifying things just a bit, but I'm not wrong. Now, given this focus on smithing and craftsmanship, it's important to note that Halbrand has demonstrated himself to be an elite blacksmith. Back on Numenor, he's already firmly established himself in a short time among the city's working class and their ruling elite as a pretty cool guy with mild quest-based kleptomania that makes sweet-ass swords on the side. Now, for the last piece of evidence this episode, strap on your mithril foil hats because this is a bit of a stretch. When Halbrand is talking with Galadriel about the powerful feeling he had fighting alongside her, he said he wanted to... Find it to my very being. And where have we heard language like that before? Oh, that's right, on the One Ring. One Ring to rule them all, One Ring to find them, One Ring to bring them all... And in the darkness, find them. I know, I know, shut up. We just had to mention it. We're having fun here, okay? Besides, it would still make for some awfully juicy storytelling to reveal the person Galadriel's been hunting has been right by her side this whole time. Although Galadriel fights for the light, she's clearly been warped by her own anger in her quest for vengeance. As Adar tells her, it would seem I'm not the only elf alive who's been transformed by darkness. Perhaps your search for Morgoth's successor should have ended in your own mirror. Damn, his head isn't the only thing that's brutally burned. <laughs> And this isn't to say that Galadriel is Sauron, that would be crazy, but she could definitely be unwittingly helping Sauron if he's in disguise as someone like Halbrand. 
Anyway, with that said, there are still plenty of other theories about who Halbrand actually is, ranging from him being just some guy to one of the Nazgul, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm still a big fan of our theory about Halbrand being the King of the Dead, that cursed Oathbreaker who abandoned humanity to Sauron's armies, and then Aragorn summons to fulfill his duties in Return of the King. For now, though, we'll be keeping our great eye, lidless, wreathed in flame open for any clues about who Halbrand and Sauron actually are on this show. And while you wait for the dust to settle after that volcanic eruption, we've got plenty of other deep dives into the Rings of Power for you over on Nerdist. In the meantime, though, tell us, what did you think of this episode? Who do you think that Halbrand really is? Who are you? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.